This is your podcast for all things refinishing. I'm Lane Ball with Zebras Before and After. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 35. If you're interested to learn more about the paint that catapulted the furniture refinishing industry, today's podcast is just for you. Award-winning refinisher and chalk paint expert Christy with Chalk It Up LLC talks with us today and answers many questions that were fielded for today's interview on the topic of chalk paint. You will enjoy our discussion and whether a novice or a longtime refinisher, you'll come away having a better understanding of the ins and outs of chalk paint. Karen with Designs by Karen shares a great refinishing tip on whether you sand first, then clean, or clean, then sand. We'll find out what Kimberly with Chic It Simple, Jana with Soleil Furnishings, and Jess with Mill Cottage Designs are working on in their studios this week. Stay with us. We have the inspiration, fun, and community that will platform your day. There are a lot of questions out there about the nuances of refinishing, what pieces can be finished, what is involved in the process of refinishing, and what paint should I use? Because this is a growing industry and there are many different types of paint available on the market, we decided to go back to a paint that really was responsible for putting the refinishing industry as it is today on the map, chalk paint. With that, we decided that the best person to give us insight and answer many of your questions on chalk paint would be Christy with Chalk It Up LLC. Many of you admire her work. She is a clean and classic artist who is a trendsetter, and many of you look to her for her furniture finishing advice. Christy is just up the road from us here in North Carolina. Let's dive into our conversation now. Well, welcome back to the podcast, neighbor. <laughs> Thanks for having <laughs> me. It's good to be back. Yeah, it's it's so much fun to talk to you as well because it's just it's kind of cool to have uh, friends that aren't so far away. I mean, you're probably what only a couple hours away. Exactly. Well, fall is here. Are you good with that? I I'm, th- <laughs> I'm thrilled. It's um much much more conducive weather for furniture, <laughs> furniture painting and refinishing. Exactly. Well, I um you know I don't necessarily like to push the calendar along too fast, but um. I don't know. It's something about when you go through that whole process of summer, you're usually ready for fall. You're ready for the cooler weather. Exactly. Exactly. And we are, we're in Raleigh, North Carolina, and um, the humidity is pretty, pretty tough over the summer. And so I'm, um, I'm excited about the lower humidity. I know. It's nice to, to be able to breathe clean, isn't it? Exactly. So how's business for you, Christy? How's it been this year? It has been... Um, it has been really busy. I um, have laughed and say that I'm gratefully overwhelmed. I think, I think that this pandemic has just got everybody decorating and doing home projects, and um, I'm really grateful. It's been it's been very, very busy. Has your custom business been? Have you noticed it being better than normal, or is it pretty much the same as last year? I, I'm I'm definitely getting more requests since the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. Um. And I've, I've gotten to a point where I just got so far behind with the wait list that um, a friend of mine is, I'm referring over to her, Chantel over at Rusted Rose Vintage that you know, she's been helping me out with, with just trying to, to help everybody. Um, mm-hmm. And I've kind of just put a hold on customer for right now, just until I can get caught back up. That's nice to have uh, access to those good friends that you can trust yeah. and do good work. Yes, Exactly. Well, Christy, most who know you understand that you are a chalk paint expert, (laughs) but not just chalk paint. You're an expert at refinishing across the board using multiple paint mediums. So you started out using chalk paint, hence the name Chalk It Up LLC, right? Exactly. Well, I want to also add this for those who don't know Christy, which 
there's probably far and few between. We thought there would be no better time than to introduce you to her through one of her friends that she just mentioned, Chantel, with Rusted Roads Vintage. Um, this is what uh, this is what she says about Christy. Nothing like a little embarrassing you uh, this this day, isn't it? <laughs> Well, this is what she says, and you actually can read this on IG on uh, Chantel's uh, IG account. Christy makes amazing, bold choices, but also knows when to put down the paintbrush. Now, I have to digress here, but is there ever really a good time to put down the paintbrush, especially if it's a zebra paintbrush? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I have to to be careful with that. Um, Exactly. I still, I still used your brush for sealant when, when I stand. So you're still, you're still in the game. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Well, we'll get back to her quote. She says her styling is impeccable and her love for vintage shines through in each piece from empires, buffets and MCM to small side tables and chairs. Her feet is jam packed with amazing pieces and so much inspiration on top of it all. She's truly genuine, thoughtful, supportive, kind, and hilarious. That is well said, and we would agree 100% as well as the majority of the refinishing community. So we just had to get that in there to get uh, maybe those who don't know you to say, hey, I got to become friends with her. (laughs) Oh, that is so, so kind and generous. I feel the same way about her. Okay, so today we want to really dive into the pros and cons of chalk paint. So all the newbies in the industry can feel confident when trying it out for themselves. As well, there are a lot of pro refinishers that maybe they haven't used chalk paint and would like to give it a go. We have collected several questions from folks on the topic of chalk paint, and we're eager for you to set the record straight on these questions. I'll ask and you will answer, Christy, and we'll just have a discussion as we go through all the questions. Listeners, we decided to divide our questions up into categories, starting with the general questions on chalk paint for those that are just considering the idea of painting with chalk paint. And then we'll ask questions on the topic of chalk paint prep painting, sealing, and cleaning. So here we go. So on the topic of just thinking about chalk paint, considering chalk paint, here's our questions. First question, when is it best to use chalk paint versus another medium? I think chalk paint is excellent if you would like to distress your piece because it distresses easily and it's easy to use. But I think if you are a beginner, like you mentioned before, that's it's the paint that I started on about nine years ago. Um, it was Annie Sloan when she kind of, when she came over to the United States, um, that's what I started with. It's great, great for beginners. Yeah. And I just want to add this uh, to our listeners as well. So we've got uh, several questions that have been asked and some of these may be repetitive, but we want to go through these individually so that uh, all of the questions are asked specifically as to how they were asked. So just FYI on that. Okay. So the next question is, does chalk paint chip easily? No, as long, as long as you seal it well, it will not chip on you. And so the next question is chalk paint long lasting. I'm I'm assuming that the answer is yes. Yes, it is. As long as you seal it well, sealant sealant is key. And and you know, as a side note, painted furniture, no matter what paint, what kind of paint that you use, no matter what brand of paint you use, you know, it's it doesn't mean that you know if you if you ding a piece with your vacuum cleaner or like in my case I have kids that can destroy most anything it doesn't mean <laughs> it doesn't mean that you know it may never have a flaw but it, if you seal it well the pieces will hold up really really well i'm going to deviate just a little bit cuz this just came to my my thought processes here but you know you just mentioned and and i think probably 99.5% maybe 100% of people who do furniture finishing 
put a top coat or they'll do a sealant or a wax. Right. I wonder if there's ever folks out there that just don't do any of it because they just, they don't, I mean, if we're distressing furniture, there is a natural way to, to distress it. Like you mentioned your kids. Right. <laughs> is that, I mean, is that sort of a crazy thought process or is, is there, you know, I mean, just let it go and do what it, what it's going to do and not even seal it. A friend of mine did that. Um, she used um, anti-sign chalk paint and she didn't, she did not seal it. She didn't realize that you, you really should. And that piece held up, it held up pretty well. So, I mean, I, I you know, it's I definitely still my furniture. I mean, I, I always say, you know, I like to have any additional insurance I can get on my piece, yeah. you know, for, for a long term, you know, I like to take the time to take that step, but you, you don't have to. And it's, it's a flat, you know, chart paint is a flat finish. So, there would be no sheen on it if, if you didn't top coat or wax it. And I, and I suppose, like you mentioned, your friend, she did that. I assume that was for herself. So it's a little bit different when you're when you're producing something and selling That's it. <laughs> so. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So the next question is, do you recommend making your own chalk paint? <laughs> um, I make my own um, because I just always have. But um, it's not. The easiest process, it's a little bit tricky. I use um, plaster of Paris, and mm-hmm. if you, you can't use much or it will it will really um, thicken too much and harden on you. My advice is Bibi Froche has come out with a, a powder that you can mix into paint, mm-hmm. and I would suggest kind of going more that route than the way that I do it because um, it's just it's much more user-friendly. I tried a long time ago. Um, I tried to make some chalk paint with a plaster of Paris that you're talking about, and it was hard. In fact, what I found was difficult was it got lumpy. Yes. I probably just didn't stir it well, but then I was getting lumps in the paint. Right. And uh, so I don't know that I would ever try that again, but I, like you mentioned, BB Froche, I would definitely go that route because it's yeah. nice to, to be able to kind of make it. Use Much better. Yeah. It, and go to go to Home Depot or Lowe's and get your own paint, and then you can use the BB exactly. first with it. Okay, so next question: um, Can you paint over chalk paint with another medium? So if you've got, let's say, you've got a piece of furniture that's been painted with chalk paint, and you're going to do a different type of a medium, is it okay to paint on top top of chalk paint? It is. It's water based, so you can paint on top of it. But I would recommend scuff sanding the piece, especially mm-hmm. if there's any sheen on the piece whatsoever. I would just make sure that you sand it down really well so that the new paint will adhere to it well. Gotcha. And then also, can you paint chalk paint over other paints? Um, I have before. I think it really just depends on the paint that was used on the piece before. I would say, you know, oil-based paints, I would I would really take the time to sand that off. But chalk paint is, is pretty amazing. I mean, it has the adhesion... Um, properties of it are pretty amazing. You may be fine with it, but personally, I would I would sand it first. Very good. Can you paint white chalk paint over black paint on a side table? Let's get pretty specific here. Yes. So same same answer for that. I would just make sure that that you sand it first. Make sure you know you get rid of any sheen that's on it. And then if you're going from black to white, I would just take the extra step of you know taking the time to apply two to three coats of primer first. I thought this was an interesting question. If you have to strip chalk paint, do you find it easier to strip than other paints? I'm trying to think back if I've ever stripped stripped chalk paint. Um, I've stripped a lot of latex. 
I would, I don't know the answer, but I would, I would guess that it might be a little bit more forgiving. Let's transition into prepping. Okay. We've got a few questions for, for the prep category. Okay. Um, how do I prep my piece for chalk paint? So I always take the time to, you know, I, I take wood filler and I fill in any of the, um, the scratches, um, or the chips, um, and then I do a really good scuff sand on it. A lot of times, especially on the tops of pieces, um, they have quite a bit of scratches, the vintage pieces. And so I typically will sand the, the, the top down really well down to the raw wood and then just scuff sand the rest of it and clean it thoroughly. And you're ready for the chalk paint. You know, this next question is really reflective of what you just said, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because it's pretty specific. The question is, I've heard it, it is not necessary to sand the piece being worked on. Is that true? And I just want to add to that. I I get that question. Uh, It makes sense to me because so much of the different paints out there, you know, they say very little prepping is involved, but but I don't know that that's always true. I completely agree. I, um, I, I laugh because I have a friend of mine a few years ago, you know, when chalk paint really, really came out here in the United States. She said, the chalk paint is the best thing in the whole wide world. You can paint right over spider webs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so I, said, well, I said, well, I mean, I guess it's fine if you did that on your own piece, but that's, <laughs> I, I will, I'll make sure to clean. <laughs> I clean mine before, <laughs> before I paint. I, to me, I go back to my, you know, I say this all the time. I just don't think it hurts to have extra insurance on your piece. And so I would take the time, you know, to, to fill in, you know, any of the blemishes and sand it and just, it would only, it only helps the paint adhere to it. Maybe the idea of painting over spider webs is she's wanting a real textured look, right? (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I don't think that was her strategy, but you know, who knows? (laughs) Yeah. I think she was just making a a pretty pronounced statement. wasn't she? (laughs) It was really funny. (laughs) Okay. Uh, This next question, can I uh, paint, uh, can I use chalk paint over a previously waxed or sealed surface? So same answer. Um, You can, yes. Just make sure that you, that you do a good scuff sand on it. Mm -hmm. Now, if a piece has been waxed versus uh, they've laid down like a sealant uh, top coat, is that hard? I mean, you know, because, of course, I guess it depends on how long it's been before. I mean, since it's been waxed, but it looks so greasy, you know, and then, of course, it it dries and soaks in. But is it harder to remove the wax or does it? Is it either either or? It doesn't really matter whether it's you know top coat or wax. You still have to put the same amount of effort. I think either either way, you know, if you sand it thoroughly, you know, I've got a um, a really strong orbital sander, mm-hmm. and that really that digs deep into it, whether it's wax or or top coat. Okay, let's slide into the painting portion, um, and here's our first question in that category: How much paint is needed? Does chalk paint go further? A little goes a long way. So it really all just depends on the size of your piece and it depends on the color. Light colors definitely take additional coats. Yeah, I think it's funny, especially for those that are just getting into furniture refinishing, because, you know, if you haven't done refinishing and you're getting into it, you know, you're used to going to Home Depot Lowe's and buying a gallon of paint. Right. And so much of the specialty paints for furniture are sold in small, you know, like ounces and quarts. And you're like, there is no way. I know. (laughs) I know. So true. (laughs) We're going to take a quick break to hear from a fan of our sponsor. 
Hi, my name is Summer Barubi with Pinewood Charm, and this podcast is sponsored by my friends at Zebra. I'm a huge fan of Zebra brushes. They are definitely my go-to paintbrush for all my painting projects. I love their high-quality soft bristles to help me with coverage of paint and lack of brush strokes. If you're using a quality paint, pair it with a quality brush, and that would be Zebra's brushes. My go-to brush from Zebra would have to be the Palm Pro. I love how it fits comfortably in my hand and I can get into all the tight spaces that come along with furniture. If I'm applying top coats, I prefer to use the two inch angled or the fan brush. And I also use the chiseled wedge on a regular basis to apply my primers because it holds a lot of product and helps you put it on thick to seal in those stains. I would highly recommend you try zebra brushes if you haven't. And um, happy painting, everyone. Thanks, Summer. Your kind words mean a lot to the Zebra crew. Now back to our interview with Christy. Okay, so do you have to work fast when using chalk paint? No, it, it doesn't. It, it doesn't dry so quickly that you you have to work fast. But um, I would, you know, definitely just kind of go at, at your at your pace. Go at go at an average pace and and do it as quickly as you can while still doing a good job. But no, it's it's, it's not a very um, it's not going to dry. It, it dries quickly, but it's not going to dry so fast that you have to stress about it when you're painting it. Yeah, and I suppose weather conditions, humidity, no humidity exactly. is going to affect that too. Exactly. Maybe that would be for somebody that's new. Uh, what do you think about just having them, you know, take a board and just, you know, especially depending on the weather, have them paint a swatch or two and just kind of see what, what kind of uh, dry time they got. That's a perfect idea. Perfect idea. Or just start on a really, a very, very small piece. You know, something like a mirror or something like that. Do I miss my furniture as I paint or do I thin the paint? So I have found that chalk paint, depending on the brand, can be pretty thick. And so typically, you know, make sure you stir it thoroughly every time before you paint it. Um, and I would, um, I typically add a little bit of water to mine. Um, and then I just apply, you know, thin, thin coats with the chalk paint. And that's, that's all you need to do. It's definitely on the thicker side. I love this next question. Um, this may be a little bit difficult depending on the color, but how many coats is usually needed when you use chalk paint? That's difficult. Um, typically, I would say with the darker, more saturated colors, between two to three coats. And mm. then on the lighter co- um, colors, especially in the white family, I prime. And I would say, depending on the kind of the original color of the piece, two to three coats of primer, and then the white paint, probably three to four. Yeah, it takes the lighter takes quite a bit, quite a bit more. People outside this community just do not realize how much work is involved in furniture finishing. When you think about using multiple coats of primer, multiple coats of the paint, and then multiple coats of sealant, that's a lot of work. Exactly. Exactly. It's a, it's a labor of love. <laughs> it is for sure. It's well said. So what is the hardest part of working with chalk paint that you found? 
I think it can be a little bit thick. As long as you water it down a little bit, it's totally fine. But that's that's really the only only issue I've had with it. Mm, that's that's not much. That's not much complaining. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. And I think I think a lot of people um, confuse. Just as a side note, a lot of people confuse chalk paint as chalk board paint, mm-hmm. and it's completely different. You know, chalk paint is you know chalk board paint is something that you could just you know paint on a little table or something, and you can use your chalk and you can erase it. Um, chalk paint is a specialized paint that's you know well known in the furniture industry. There's a big difference, mm-hmm. and it has a flat a flat sheen, meaning that the, the flat means there's no sheen at all. And I think a lot of people get confused that when they say you th- you think to paint a piece in chalk paint, you think it's going to be a flat finish, but you know what you can wax it or top coat it and give it a sheen if you want it to have a sheen to it. I think a lot of people are conf- get confused about that. Yeah, that's a really good point. I'm glad you brought that up and actually surprised that we didn't get that as a question. So asked you what the hardest, I got to ask you about what the easiest thing about working with chalk paint is. <laughs> um, it's just, it's super easy to apply and it's very easily distressed. Hmm. Yeah, just get your kids involved, right? Exactly. <laughs> and, and, my, and my zebra brush. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. You didn't tell me to say that, y'all. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad you clarified that. <laughs> okay, so is chalk paint good for blending? So blending, um, I'm not quite sure what they were referring to. If blending from like an ombre kind of style, mm-hmm. um, I personally don't do that technique. I would imagine that it is conducive for that. If you're referring to, is it okay to, to mix chalk paints. Yes, it is. It's if you want to do a, a custom color mix, you can absolutely mix chalk paint together. Okay, very good. Now, I'm just curious, you you have done so much. It'd be interesting to know. I don't, have you ever kept count of how many furniture pieces you've refinished? <laughs> I have not. I should go back and count sometime. You really should. That would be interesting. <laughs> we, we should do a contest to see who's done the most furniture refinishing <laughs> pieces. <laughs> That'd be fun. So, but, but that surprised me when you said you've never done the Umbria effect. Is that just not, just not your style? Have just uh, like what's... yeah, just it's just just not me. Yeah, just not me. I always, I just that style. I just worry that over time you may you may not love it as much. You yeah, know, I don't know. I ever get tired of it, but right. that's just my my personal opinion, and that is no, absolutely, you know, nothing against anybody that does that style. It's just not my personal own. Yeah, and I asked that question for that reason because uh, it is so interesting talking to so many different furniture finishers and all the different styles that they have, and right, and that's what makes it such a great community. Is we've got such an array of uh, unique talents um, in the community. Yes. What one thing do you need to remember when working with chalk paint? I think just to add a teeny bit of water and stir it well and apply thin coats. You know, that's true. You know, no matter what paint what yeah. paint brand you're talking about. And that, that equates to patience, doesn't it? Yes. It means you may have to put an additional one or two coats on, but it will be worth it in the end. The finish will be worth it. Right. And you can really enjoy it when it's staging time because <laughs> it's all done. Exactly. <laughs> Any special techniques when painting with chalk paint? Um, use your zebra brush. 
Amen. <laughs> um, and just, you know, just I like to do, you know, thin multiple coats and I really like to paint neatly, you know, just I like to go one clean, long stroke, you know, overlapping each one so that, you know, your end result is just very, a, a very neatly painted piece. I, I have to laugh at this next question. because <laughs> uh, It's funny because. Um, well, I'll just read it. And then the question is, <laughs> do I have to wash my brushes after each use, even if I'm going to use the same brush and paint tomorrow with chalk paint? <laughs> that, that, that is, that's the question. <laughs> um, <laughs> so if I'm going to use the same brush, the same paint the next day, I will, you know, typically use like a, something like a Ziploc bag or, um, you know, they make little, um, paintbrush containers, um, and keep it overnight i don't go longer than just overnight mm -hmm. and then you know make sure kind of make sure the brush is is pretty wet when you um when you store it for the night and then that's the longest period of time that i would i would keep it wet and then you know make sure you you clean it thoroughly with um warm water and i use a little bit of dove soap and it may mean that you know you leave a little bit of the paint you know in the the top portion of the brush by the metal piece mm -hmm. but it, that's that's okay that's not that's not a problem yeah well i just it's so funny because uh the way it's you can read into any question right but i could just see this person think do i have to wash my brushes after <laughs> <laughs> whoever that person is does not like to clean brushes <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would only add, because you, you explained that very well as far as cleaning a brush, but I, I would only add, too, that a brush comb is a really great yes. uh, tool to have. You have to be careful with them because you can poke yourself, but they do phenomenal jobs of getting into the filaments and separating the filaments so that the, right. the paint just kind of comes out. And it, you know, talk about, like, the hassle of cleaning a brush Um it's shortened dramatically with the brush comb because once you open up those filaments with the brush comb, it just all of that uh, paint comes pouring out much, much faster. So, well, and I have to kind of add to that too. And and for those of you that are listening, I promise you, Lane has not um he's not asked me to give them a plug in, in any fashion. This is all done genuinely from me. <laughs> um, I've used many, many paint brushes through the years and cleaned many, many paintbrushes through the years. And I can say that um, Zebra definitely just knocked it out of the ballpark with with your with your brushes because they're so easy to clean. They clean up better than any other brush that I've ever used. Oh, that's just so cool to hear that. And and you're right. We did not coerce Christy to say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we love that. We love organic feedback. That's phenomenal. Yes. <laughs> Well, let's dive into distressing. Just really one question there, and you've touched on it a little bit already, but uh, how do I distress the edges of my piece? So I use a 220 grit. You can either use just a just plain sandpaper kind of folded up, or you can use, I use um, a sanding sponge, and you just, um, I, by hand, I just go along the edges or anywhere that I want to, I want to um, remove some of the paint to make it, you know, have that aged look to it. And it's that simple. Just make sure you do that after paint and before sealant. Mm, okay, very good. You know, I want to develop that just a little bit because I have a question in regards to this to this question, and that is, when you if you're painting several coats, uh, let's say three or four coats of chalk paint, I mean, you wait till the end before you distress. Correct. 
let's say a piece is sort of a mahogany, it's a dark brown or a walnut, but you needed to paint it. So you put primer on it and then you put several coats of chalk paint. The distressing, does it still allow you to get back to the walnut or the, the original? Okay. It does. I mean it's it it's a little more work on, you know, lighter colors, whites, um, because you have more you have more product on the piece, but um but yeah, it's that's what that's what's great about it. It's very easily distressed. And this leads into the next question with, with respect to sealants. But uh, once it's sealed, the distressing is done unless you hit it with a Mack truck. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Okay, so the next question, is it best to use waxes or top coats with chalk paint? I get that question a lot about not only chalk paint, but all the other kinds of paints. It depends on the piece. It depends on if it's a high-use piece or a, a lower use piece. For example, um, kitchen cabinets, dining tables, high use pieces like that, mm -hmm. um, I would definitely top coat it. Um, top coat is, you know, especially when you apply multiple coats, it is, it's the more durable option. Wax is awesome. I love, love wax too. Um, and it, it does a great job protecting, but it's, it's a little bit more of a, it's a little bit more of like a, a cosmetic finish as mm -hmm. opposed to, you know, a, a more durable top coat. Mm -hmm. It's great mm -hmm. for something like a mirror, for example, something mm -hmm. that's just not going to get touched a lot. Um, what I, what, something that I do is in, in some cases I'll combine those two products. So for example, let's say I'm painting a buffet and, and I know that the top of the buffet is going to get more use than the rest of it. You know, things sitting on it and mm -hmm. scraping across it. A lot of times what I'll do is, I will put top coat on first on the top, maybe one or two coats just to give it some extra durability and then wax the rest of the piece. So mm. you can really, you can really kind of use the products together or, or separately. Mm, that's a great idea. Would you say that wax leaves almost sort of a velvety feel to it, to a piece? It does. It does. And you have to make sure you go back and buff it really well. And some, some waxes buff a lot lot easier and a lot lot prettier than um than others but if you go back and you and you really take the time to just do a really hard rub on it to buff it it really does give you a really pretty light sheen and it really is is durable but compared to, to top coat it's not quite as durable well, that makes sense and also i have heard some people say that when you use waxes You've got to go back, what, six months? Is there a certain time period where you should go back and wax the piece again? I would say it just depends on the use of the piece. If it's getting used a lot, you might need to do it every six months. Otherwise, I think you'd be fine, you know, every one to two years, you know, with a with just a fresh coat on it, just to, to keep it protected. Now, is that something, if you sell a piece that you've waxed, do you, do you share that with your client or is that really not really a big deal? I do. Yeah, I, I mention it to them. Gotcha. That they're going to have that. That's probably a good idea from a maintenance standpoint to go right. back and yeah. Right. Okay. Well, the next question is a different category. It's called cleaning, but honestly, we really already covered it. The question was clean brushes with water when using chalk paint, but I think you've covered that yes. uh, a little bit earlier. Warm water and soap. Very good. Well, I think those questions covered a broad array of thoughts and concerns regarding chalk paint. Christy, any final summary thoughts on chalk paint that you'd like to add? No, just a side note that, um, as you mentioned at the beginning of the call, I think a lot of people, because of my business name, um, 
it, you know, they think that I only use chalk paint and it, it's, it's what I started on, you know, hence the name, like you mentioned, but I, I use a variety of paints um, that I, that I love. You know, I use some acrylics, I use enamels, um, milk paint. There's so many out there. And um, but I still am a fan of chalk paint. You know, even it's been about nine years now and I still, I still love it. It's easy to use. And, you know, you can control the sheen based on your, you know, your top coat or wax. It's it's funny because it's almost like, you know, you think about the the millions of colors that are available. Yes. Uh, obviously, we don't have millions of mediums that are available, but we do have a lot. And it's uh, I don't think it can be too crowded because there's so many choices. And depending on the piece that you have and just, you know, the creativity that you want to throw exactly. at it, you can try different uh, different types of paints. And so it's exactly. good. To, yeah, it's good to add uh, chalk paint into the mix. I think so, too. Thanks so much, Christy. You did a great job answering the questions. For those of you who would like to review these questions and answers, you can go to enjoyzebra.com where you can read the questions and Christy's answers. Just click on blog in the upper right-hand corner and then click on the how-to series. All of Christy's information will be on the blog as well with links to her website and social media venues. But even though it's going to be there, I would like for our listeners to hear how to get a hold of you. They may have specific questions that we didn't answer or they just may want to be able to follow you. So how can uh, they reach you, Christy? So on Instagram, I am um, at um, Chalk It Up LLC. And on Facebook, I am at Chalk It Up. So you're, you're welcome to reach me through either platform. Excellent. Well, thanks, Christy. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Okay, thank you. Today's refinishing tip comes from Karen with Designs by Karen. Hi, it's Karen from Designs by Karen, and I'm here to share a refinishing tip with you. One of the things that I get asked about the most often is when you should clean your piece, whether you should clean it before you sand or whether you should clean the piece after you sand. Prep is super important when refinishing furniture, and the thing that you need to remember is that you always want to thoroughly clean your piece before you sand. Using some sort of a degreasing agent like a TSP or a TSP alternative, simple green, even blue dawn dish detergent mixed in with a little bit of water, anything like that will clean your piece and remove any grease, dirt, or oil residue. You want to make sure that all of that buildup is off before you sand. And the reason why you do that is if you don't clean it first before sanding, if you sand it and all of that residue is still on there, you're actually forcing that oil and that grease and that other residue into the grain. You're not removing it by cleaning first, you're actually forcing it into the grain. And then that's just going to end up in your final product. So always clean first, then sand, and then you're good to go ahead and refinish your piece. Happy refinishing, everybody. Hope to see you all and talk to you all again soon. Great advice on the order of cleaning, then sanding, Karen. Thanks so much. It's time to hear what your refinishing friends are up to. Here are a few reporting on what they're working on in their studios this week. Hi, this is Kimberly Beatty with She Gets Simple coming to you from Houston, Texas. This week in my shop, I am working on a mid-sized armoire. My inspiration for this piece comes from the Grand Millennial style, and I will be using the color Bling Bling by Country Chic Paint. I can't wait to show you the finished look. Hello, this is Jana from Soleil Furnishings. That's Soleil as in uh, French for sunshine. I love bringing a little bit of sunshine to 
your space or mine in this case. This week, I am working on a piece for our own house. We just got a new couch, and I put myself in a little situation where if you give a mouse a cookie, she's going to want a new hutch to go with it. So I was inspired by a piece I finished last month, a buffet that was painted in PPG Nightwatch with a black glaze. So gorgeous. So I'm painting this hutch. Um, with a Benmore shade. It's a tiny bit more green called Crisp Romaine. And so I'm painting the whole exterior in that. And it'll also get a general finishes black glaze. Interior sidewalls, I'm just doing a shade lighter with the Benmore. Uh, it's called Verdigris. And the icing on the cake is an accent wall on the back of the hutch. I absolutely love rifle paper company prints and I found one that has a lot of the greens of our room but also is a little bit whimsical. It's called Menagerie and in this hutch in our living room we store a lot of kids art supplies and whatnot. So it adds that but still keeps it you know fancy enough for our main living space. Lastly I'm going to add some black wrought iron handles and I think it's going to tie together really really awesomely and I can't wait for this cheerful pop in the corner of our living room to be done. Hi, my name is Jess and I own a furniture restoration business in South Staffordshire over in the UK. I'm really excited to have been asked to share what I'm working on this week and I do have quite a few projects lined up. First up is a pine bedroom set, which I've actually been working on for a couple of weeks now. I'm restoring this for a lovely lady who unfortunately had a bad experience with a previous paint job. She's asked me to fully strip a wardrobe, single bed and a chest of drawers and then refinish them in an eggshell finish. I'm using Farrow and Ball Great White for this, which is a lovely, simple, clean white with a really tiny hint of lilac to it. The prep has taken quite a long time, um, but the results are already starting to show through and it's already got a lovely smooth finish. I'm also a busy bee packing up some Etsy orders um, including a hall seat, which is by Old Charm, and it's in a really chunky oak. Um, I painted this a gorgeous dark teal colour and then left the top um, dark oak, which I, I stripped and then restained. Um, I'm really in love with this at the moment, and I'm excited to hear my customers' reaction to it. Lastly, uh, we're going to be making another handmade desk on hairpin legs. We just need to decide on the wood for the top, and for a change, I'm thinking we might do the top in ash as we're really into that at the moment I think that would be a really good choice and then maybe some gold or copper legs with that so yeah that's all from me this week um stay tuned and I really can't wait to hear what everyone else has been up to bye thank you friends listeners make sure you go check out their social media feeds Did you know that when we talk of wood finishes according to johncanningco.com there are two types penetrating and surface. They clarify that penetrating finishes seek deep into the wood to give it a very natural look, maintaining the grain and the character of the wood. It's often applied with multiple applications to build up the overall coating thickness. An example of penetrating finishes is rubbing oil, used most often on furniture and wooden utensils because they are non-toxic. Tongue oil is one of the most popular and dates back to ancient China. Surface finishes stay primarily on the wood surface and they include shellac, wax, polyurethane, and varnish. JohnCanningCo.com states some differentiating factors among them. Here is what they say. Shellac is made from resin produced by the lac bug. 
native to India. It became popular in the United States in the early 1800s when it began being imported from India. It is more often used for decorative purposes than protective purposes as it is neither water nor chemical proof and will wear easily. It is thinned with denatured alcohol and dries rather quickly. One of the benefits to shellac is that the hardened finish can be revived by applying denatured alcohol over the surface, allowing it to be rejuvenated. Wax was very popular from the mid-1700s to 1800s. While almost any type of wax can be used as a protective layer similar to varnish, the early New Englanders used beeswax due to its surplus in the colonies. Although not as durable as other varnishes, it is adaptable to any type of wood. It is most commonly used for floors and furniture, giving a more reflective quality than oil finish. There are two important benefits to wax coatings, reversibility and control of sheen. Wax can be removed with a rag and paint thinner rather easily, and the sheen can range from a low, dull sheen to a highly reflective polished sheen. This also depends on the amount of buffing done afterwards. Polyurethane is a chemical formula resembling liquid plastic originally produced by Dr. Otto Bayer at the start of World War II. It was used to protect masonry, wood, and metals such as war machines and airplanes. It's extremely protective due to its durability and water resistance. As a wood finish, it is most frequently used for cabinets, doors, furniture, and floors. They express concern that some polys can amber in color over time, so make sure you check with the manufacturer to make sure that the brand you are using stays clear. Varnish is a combination of surface and penetrating finishes being composed of oils, resin, and solvents. The history of varnish is in line with the history of arts and industry as it provides a suitable protective coating on any artifact. Additionally, it offers UV protection, which is perfect for outdoor furniture and decking. JohnCanningCo.com laid out the differences to give us all a very clear understanding. If you didn't know about the different wood finishes, well, now you do. Thanks for hanging with us to the end as we have some announcements that will provide you with opportunities to get noticed. We are having a product launch this week on an accessory product that we think you all will really like. The products were designed just for you, the furniture refinishing community. They are four separate apron pins. We say apron pins, but you can pin them on jackets, hats, sweaters, shirts, and canvas bags. The pins are made to last and each one is unique. First, we have the furniture flip and enamel pin that shows a MCM piece that is staged. The next one is a zebra paintbrush enamel pin. It has the slogan paint on in the design. We also have one that says refinish, relax, and repeat. And lastly, but not least, we have the crazy paint lady enamel pin. It's of a lady with paint all over her face. You can check out these pins at enjoyzebra.com. Put your cursor over the shop and a drop down window will show up and then click on painting accessories. The October Zebra Review Contest is all about pinks, and it's in honor of Breast Cancer Awareness Month. This emphasis is in memory of so many who have experienced the ravaging effects of this terrible disease and in honor of those who have overcome. We dedicate this month to you. Please note that any pieces you have refinished in a pink or pinks may be entered as long as it was refinished between October 1st, 2021 and October 31st, 2021. Along with Zebra, we have teamed up with Farmhouse Paint, D. Lawless Hardware, and Surf Prep Sanding. Make sure you follow our sponsors just mentioned, as well as our judges. Perfectly Imperfect Furniture Restoration, Katie Cloud, Salvaged by K. Scott, Portland Rose Studio, and Sitting Pretty Home Decor. When you post your pieces, make sure you use the hashtag, TheZebraReview. The Zebra Collective is back and celebrating the Autumn Equinox. 
Autumn brings coziness, changing landscape, and cool nights. There are so many ways to capture all the fall feels through furniture design. Make sure you tag your pieces with our hashtag Zebra Collective when posting and follow all of the prize sponsors and judges. Zebra Painting, Wise Owl Paint, Salt Wash Official, East Willow Co., Steelbert Studios, Olive and Fern, Blush Vintage, and 1379 Design. Only furniture refinished from January 1st, 2021 through October 31st, 2021 may be entered. We can't wait to see your autumn-inspired pieces. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Zebra Blogs Before and After Furniture Refinishing Podcast. Today's episode is also featured on our EnjoyZebra.com site, along with contact information for today's guest. Your comments and suggestions for future episodes are always welcome. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and happy refinishing.